This podcast is for investment professionals only. It is not for distribution to retail investors. This material has been provided for information and educational purposes only. It is not an offer or solicitation to buy securities. The information provided and the views expressed in this podcast could change and are not necessarily the views of Premier Mighton. Reference to any stock, fund or investment should not be considered advice or an investment recommendation. Any reference to past performance is not a guide to future returns and the value of investments can fall as well as rise. You are listening to the Perspective Series from Premier Mighton, a regular podcast on investment views from Premier Mighton's macro-thematic multi-asset team. I'm David Jane, co-fund manager with Anthony Rayner of Premier Mighton's range of macro-thematic multi-asset funds. In this series, we provide our personal views and individual perspectives across a broad range of investment-focused topics based on over 50 years of combined investment experience. In the second podcast about managing income in a multi-asset portfolio, I explain why I'm a strong believer in natural income as an option for post-retirement clients. At Premier Mighton, we're strong believers in the use of natural income, particularly for post-retirement clients. Rather than relying on the vagaries of asset prices, we think a much less risky strategy is to draw an income from a portfolio in the first instance. Whilst this may seem somewhat obvious, it certainly has not been a popular approach in recent years. We think there are two reasons for this. Firstly, we have only recently come out of a period of low inflation and low interest rates. In this environment, growth strategies typically do well and income less well. Income funds fell out of favour and advisors became accustomed to using unit encashment to fulfil clients' cash flow needs. The other reason is arguably a consequence of the first. There are very few income funds that provide a reliable and consistent stream of income. Income managers have been judged on total return first and foremost. They have focused on this and possibly the funds yield, but not on income distribution. This means advisors have few choices available if they want to provide a steady and growing stream of income to clients post-retirement. We think the job of a fund marketed as providing a reliable source of income is to prioritise that income. This means understanding the fund's income receipts and distributions, forecasting them over time, rather than considering the fund's yield, which many fund managers know. We've often asked whether this obsession with income must come at the expense of total return. We don't think this is the case whatsoever. In fact, the discipline of managing income may provide an advantage over time. To manage the income in a portfolio, we forecast the bond income, which is predictable, and the equity dividends, which are less predictable. We consider this in view of the income we need to produce to meet clients' expectations. If there is a shortfall, we can take corrective action well in advance. This throws up all manner of opportunities as it forces you to focus on the real value of assets. For this reason, we think consideration of income gives an advantage in terms of total return, particularly in this new environment of higher rates and higher inflation. A couple of recent examples highlight this. During the COVID crisis, a number of equities ceased their dividend payments as a result of economic uncertainty. At the same time, bond yields fell precipitously for the same reason. For an income manager, the lost income from cancelled payments was a problem. You needed to replace the income. With equities having fallen and bonds having risen, the natural course of action was to buy more equities funded by bonds. So we sold government bonds at reduced yields to buy shares in those companies that were still paying attractive dividends. Whilst we also sold shares where dividends were cancelled, net-net we found ourselves buying equity during those difficult times. With the benefit of hindsight, this has turned out to be a good decision. Another example would be the UK pensions crisis last autumn. 
bond yields were driven higher, arguably because of forced selling, in a huge spike. As a consequence, some very attractive nominal yields were available for a period of time in very good quality corporate bonds. We were able to lock in a high quality source of income for several years into the future for unit holders. Again, this income driven opportunity led us to buy what turned out to be at very attractive prices. These macro opportunities are often repeated at the individual security level, where income gives a signal that a bond or equity is mispriced for the long term. Although in this case, a great deal more care is required. High dividend yield can also be an indicator of future financial distress or the unviability of a business model. In our case, we mitigate this with high levels of diversification and careful screening for leverage and other indicators as required. In our view, an income strategy does not need to compromise total returns, considering income can be a vantage as it forces a manager to consider the real value of assets over time. In our view, the real long-term value of an asset is the cash that it can return to its owners now and in the future. Thank you for listening. I hope you found this episode interesting. Look out for other episodes in the Perspective series. This podcast is for investment professionals only and is issued by Premier Might and Investors, which is the marketing name for Premier Portfolio Managers Limited and Premier Fund Managers Limited, which are authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority. The value of investments can fall as well as rise. Thank you.